let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, G, how you doing, bro? All good, bro. All good. Happy New Week. Another podcast, another episode. The news made us do this. Yeah, man. Yeah, ready for another episode of Black Boy Joy celebrating many years and it's fortunate you know it's february now as well which is black history yep. month in america yep. you know and um it's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what what new information and new knowledge is uncovered and shared amongst us mm-hmm. as as each month each year we continue to delve deeper and with a bit more intensity yep. and with a deeper scope and attentive awareness of yeah, discoveries that have been unearthed, you know. Yeah, and yep. You know, to start off on a positive note, it's 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 been interesting to observe Mr. President Biden's first few few days mm-hmm. as president. Yeah, the kind of things and the kind of legislation he's putting through and the plans that 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 he's going ahead with, mm-hmm. you know. And you've seen, we've seen quite a few plans to reintegrate society within, to create a more harmony within the different groups and tribes of people that live amongst each other in America and have always, to be honest, it's always been a multitude of tribes and different clans throughout the existence of America. So it's good that they're, that it's, it's nice to see that he's aiming to resume those, those relations, you know, it's very positive. Like, did yeah. you see that he's put that um, he's resuming the plans to put Harriet Tubman on the yeah. Yeah, on the twenty? Yeah, on the 20, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's an interesting one that one because America, brother. If if we had the whole discussion about America, we can do this, and it would take like a thousand podcasts to really delve into America, like in the way it, it culturally, ethnically, politically, socially, economically. It's just a very, very, very interesting country, where like what over ninety eight percent. I don't know how many people are Native American in America, but ninety eight percent of the population are all immigrants, essentially. No one in America is an indigenous person of America. Well, most people in America are indigenous people of that land. You know, um, it is a country built up mainly from the from the backs of slavery um, under the under the the, the, the powers of of um, former European um, colonizers. Colonizers, yeah. Um, so you know, having someone like Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Or on on the on a on a note in America, obviously makes sense from my side, from the outside looking in. As far as I'm concerned, America's all of the Americas, like you know, money or post stamps or whatever, should should reflect the diverse history of what's made America America 
America, essentially, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's made America, America? I always say, bruv, America, South Africa a lot less, but America has had such an opportunity to create the first post-racial society, even though all the fuckeries that's going on in America, that's led it to what it is today. Reparations would be one huge start in doing that to try and level the playing field. Obviously, it probably is never going to be proper leveled, but if they really show that they're really trying to rectify the wrongs, um, the fuckeries that their, their the country has done up to this point, they can really be the first post-racial society where you have a society where you know black or Af- people from African heritage and European heritage all have this claim in this country and you're all really working together to build it up, et cetera, et cetera. You know, more so than, you know, the country we live in where, it's, you know, we all know we're all parents of immigrants. That's fine. You know, we're all here. Our most favorite people that came here, their parents were came as economic migrants. So, you know, it wasn't like a thing where we get older or invited. Um, so, you know, we know our situation here. But um, yeah, so having Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, it makes sense to me. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, when you celebrate great people, and in this case, Harriet Tubman was someone that, you know, rescued people from from their horrible social living conditions, you know, of slavery, and, and essentially risked her life, you know, to fight for the liberty and the freedom that Americans celebrate today. So... You know, it goes along along the lines with what what essentially the contrast society is screaming for. You know, so so it's, it is a celebration. You know, and what it, what 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 really is happening is is change and pain often coincide. You know. History has always shown that the oppressor will always be reluctant to relinquish power in the transition of power. So resistance and protest is only natural, you know, as opposed to it necessarily feeling like it's straight off the bat from anything other than insecurity of the oppressor and fear of the oppressor. Other than, other than, other than anything else, and these these acts go towards, you know, alleviating the tension that is already there, and bringing to light that tension onto the surface, so it can be properly dealt with in a non-violent in a non-violent way. And at the end of the day, what coexisting is truly about. Is is that coexisting by any means necessary? It's not always going to be a walk in the park or some bottomless bottomless existence of pleasure. There's going to be some difficult difficult decisions that has to be made, and some decisions that have to be made that might not make sense to everybody involved at the time. But given given time its ability to just expose itself, these decisions will soon always show to light what its intentions and, you know, the, the existence of these decisions being made, what, what they actually, what, what, 
what it actually leads to, you know, the end result, whether or not it leads to better integration of the American peoples or whether or not it, it can, it, you know, contributes to the overall fight against hate and all forms of hate, you know, because that's, that's pretty much what the fight is when you look at it. It's, it's the reality and acceptance that people want to live. <laughs> so they don't want to suffer. And when, when that conscious idea really becomes something that is just embedded within universal society, we'll start to really understand each action that was taken towards this attainment, you know? You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on the overall, I would call it, you know, overall gesture of, of putting Harriet Tubman on the, on the $28 bill. It goes with all the gestures towards creating a more integrated, more tolerable society, a society that gives time to one another while exemplifying self-respect. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. It definitely, um, you know, I see some criticism that it's an empty gesture. And I obviously see why a lot of African-Americans will say it's an empty gesture because one, yeah, of course, representation of the African-American contribution outside of slavery, even though I know Harriet Tubman is very closely linked to slavery, but outside of slavery, very important. Um, African-American uh, ingenuity and invention has done a lot for America also. And um, uh, and I can definitely see it's almost like, you know, over here with the clapping for the NHS, it's an empty gesture unless you put money up. And that's the thing, the society we live up. Unless you put money up, it's all empty. Cool, you're going to clap for the NHS. Go out, cool, then give them a raise as well. Cool, we're going to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. All right, cool, let's try and re rectify the economic um, imbalances in our society due to slavery, uh, Jim Crow, uh, segregation, all these other things, you know, redlining, all these things. That's what they, that's what needs to happen, isn't it? Otherwise, it's just, it's, it's just, all right, cool, that's a nice thing. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just the follow-up action behind these things. And, yeah. and, you know, at the end day, like, yeah, man, it's the energy that contributes towards the overall civil rights movement. Because this is this is what it is, you know. It is it is uh, existence of a civil rights movement where complacency is the real enemy here. Because the moment complacency sets in, it allows the mechanism of hate to take advantage of that complacency and then drive its its position into society. Because just as you know much as society does crave crave a harmonious place to live and thrive hate craves that same space to exist that that love tries to claim you know so complacency doesn't doesn't um give way for this harmony to prevail so it's important for these actions to be consistent in my opinion you know, whether or not they're seen as empty or not, you know? So I just, so I think it's a, it's a good thing from Joe Biden overall and his administration so far, it's a good sign. And, you know, coming back to our, you know, 
coming back to like our whole, our national kind of our national action that's been taken it's, it it looks like you know the uh, more accountability is trying to is trying to be is trying to, is starting to take place especially on social media like more okay. people are being held accountable for their expression on social media and as much as people yeah freedom of speech is allowed but just because you're having freedom of speech doesn't mean that you'll be able to say freely mm-hmm. anything online that that doesn't mean freedom of speech if you're spreading hate and you know abusing your position within society yeah. your position doesn't change when you get online and that this is in reference to the barista who went online and decided to call to describe the actions of a you know not even actions you know a teenager's plea to to bet inclusion of her identity into society within the education system yeah her plea her cry to be accepted you know is is come and been scrutinized by someone who holds a high rank within British society, as in the rank of a barrister, to then label a young, a young adolescent as a stroppy teenager of colour, almost in a way to try and coin, play on the terms that have been coined to try and almost deter the term and coin a new term that clearly is hateful and defensive and a personalized attack on a young member of society who's trying to actually contribute towards her civil rights that many other thousands of people will identify and sympathize with, if not millions, you know? So it's good to see that he's been sacked. However- Oh, has he been sacked? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I'm not too sure. I know he sparked outrage, but I'm not too sure if he's been sacked. Yeah, I think he was. I'm under the impression that he was, that he was sacked. If not, then this is a call to action for him to be sacked. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what, what did you think when you, when you came across that? Bro, it, oh gosh, I was up. Cool. So, um, like everything you said so far, spot on, you know, obviously, Barristers obviously hold a place of um, importance and uh, respect in our society. You know, they're the ones who convey the, the this, this legal language, this complex legal language, from to the to to the courts, uh, to the you know, layperson, to the just general society. Um, this young girl obviously wants to, you know, she's interested in a legal career, etc. Um, oh wait, am I wrong? Is she interested in a legal career? I think. Well, yeah. Anyway, this guy has tweeted. His his name is um. Yeah. John Holbrook. John Holbrook. Yeah. Yeah, he tweeted a comment against Ruby Williams. Ruby Williams yeah. is the complainant. Who yeah. Complained. Like, like, I tweeted. They're not tweeting. He's tweeted this to like probably got like seven thousand followers or something like that. And it's again, it's just highlighting. This is this is the thing about the internet, which is interesting, because obviously I know we're going to talk about talk about some other stuff in regards to 
um, the internet and how it's used and all that kind of stuff. And obviously it's how it's used also to, to attack people, degrade people, etc., threaten people. But um, in this regard, it just basically just shows what this guy probably had thought his whole life when it comes to the policing of black people. Like he's been, from what I've read, he got called to the bar 30 years ago like 19 so what 1989 or whatever 30 years ago at a time where he probably, there probably wasn't other black barristers around him and stuff like that and when there were black barristers it probably were black barristers you know that had probably short haircuts etc cetera, etc cetera. he said you know oh that's okay it's probably enough like okay we've got we've got some black people but at least they're they're presentable you know and now this young girl comes in with her afro and stuff and now he's come to say a stroppy teenage of pe- person of color like it's just it just highlights it is what it is he's he's racist I'm not, and that's not it's not even a big thing where people are like oh is that racist no it is racist like it's, it's there's no there's no way about it <laughs> I've, I've I've seen some tweets about the whole situation which makes me laugh because like you know white people love to comment on you know and police especially black women's hair and you know the the, the politics around black women's hair and men's hair as well um, is so vast um, to the point where the, literally the the, the 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 leader of this country comes on TV every other day with a madness for hairpiece. <laughs> yeah, no one says anything, bruv. But you know I me, mean? like, and these times a girl goes into whatever with her natural hair, and it's it's, it's all of a sudden it's police and so. And bruv, and we've seen this. Remember the girl in South Africa that led that, and this is South Africa that really pissed me off a girl in South Africa that led that campaign because she was told that she needs to cut her hair down or do something with her hair and stuff. And you're thinking, if you want to have an Afro, yeah, in Africa, bruv, in Africa, okay, cool, South Africa is another fuck freeze altogether, but in Africa, bruv, what is it? What is it with the policing of black people's hair and, and, and image that's so, so, I don't know, that gets these people so riled up, like, it's so mad to me. Like and I'm happy. I've seen I've seen they got fined or something, and yeah. the girl got the girl got eight bags or something. Like yeah, man. I you know what's got... interesting because when you look further deeper, you know the Guardian has an interesting article on John Holbrook. You know, and then you know you you we can look on the surface of this of this and try and look at this incident as an isolated incident, as though he's actually done this as a one-off. But then. The thing is, actually, when you look in deeper, it isn't a one-off, you know. According to The Guardian, he was actually fired previously from Brighton and Hove City Council because of, because of his comments that he's made about how they should treat immigrant rough, sleepers, immigrant rough sleepers who can't afford to their accommodation during the pandemic, you know. Really? Being fired. Yeah, bro. He's also have been discovered to tweet that he should not be shopping in Sainsbury's after, you know, the advert for, of, of the Sainsbury's Christmas advert. Because well, there are black people in it. Yeah. The one that we, the one of, bro, oh, so he's a racist. Yeah. Calling it so, a migrant invasion. Oh, a migrant invasion. So, you know, it's interesting to see the people that are using their time to achieve the heights of the bar and achieve the licensing to serve as a barista in in order to achieve their aims of oppressing people based on their 
on their creed background and and identity you know it, oh, it, it, it kind of brings to light the lengths in which hate will go to in order to execute its orders of hatred you know what i mean and, and it, 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 it wakes us out of complacency once again you know yeah. to realize that amongst us are peers who will go above and beyond to behave in a way that doesn't lead to this consciousness of harmony and cohesiveness amongst others, you know, which a lot of people cannot truly believe that. So they become moderates and become people that will naturally, because of how they feel about themselves, will place defences for people like this person, Mr. John Holbrook. Not knowing that truly the person they're defending is someone that is as vile as they're coming across. And this incident isn't isolated. And it's actually rare that incidents of hate are isolated. Because actually, by the time incidents of hate are being done in, in, a, in a way that, you know, it can be actually seen by others so clearly it's the tip of the iceberg usually you know what i mean especially when we look historically it's just hardly ever isolated and it's hardly ever a case of an apology it's actually the case of a need for a, a forms of reform of actions of reform and 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 deeper education and deeper deeper checks into how people who are relegated into higher society are actually are actually screened for 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 any underlying hate and predisposition to hate because like it's not one race that hates <laughs> but it is one race that is in a majority of the power to actually exercise their hate you know so yeah. it's just important to to really yeah shake up out of that complacency no in fact in fact what you said there is spot on because it's like what they say racism is literally is power plus prejudice so you know this guy's obviously in a position of power as someone that you know that i don't know what exactly is what what particular legal um discipline he actually works in and stuff i just know he's a barrister but can you imagine if you're a black defendant or a black um uh, just someone that wanted to hire his services, mm-hmm. and you and you didn't know he had all these 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 thoughts and 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 reservations towards you know black and other ethnic minority people. Um, you know, yeah, I've just read the article fully, and it's saying how they're doing an investigation. I'm not gonna lie, an internal investigation. What's there to investigate? If they're gonna go back and read his tweets, cool, but it should, this this guy should not be able to work. In as a barrister again, because barristers are 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 public defendants. So as far as I'm concerned, he shouldn't be able to work as a barrister again. He can go and get a job somewhere else working privately. As okay, barristers are private, but he can work privately where he doesn't have any client facing sort of role. But mm-hmm. with views like that, I just don't know how someone like that is to represent anybody um, of decency in this country. To be honest with you, so yeah, Honestly, we'll see and, and and why 
it's important to recognize this in out in Britain is because in more recent times, during I'd say like since I'd say Tony Blair, I feel like Britain has kind of aimed to wash its hands of the whole debacle of racism and almost try and try and say, try and look into say that Britain is actually the leader in this diversity in living diversely, creating equal opportunities for all. Whereas other incidents which are unisolated, in my opinion, because again, it's to do with media, people reacting from the media and people reacting using social media to express their views of hate, which comes from a basis of their prejudice against race, you know? And they've done this in football, you know? And people, maybe may have been questioning or oh, why are people taking the knee in Britain when the incidents happen in America? Well, as we've seen now, because footballers have made mistakes and rightly so footballers have made mistakes as they do, people are coming online to hurt to, to racial abuse. And they're coming in hundreds and, and thousands, pardon me, you know? And it's just so undeniable at this point that Britain can really, I'm highlighting this key word, complacency. Britain can no longer be a complacent partner in this fight for civil rights and in this education of, the, of British nationals in the importance of civil rights, in the importance of creating a more tolerant and an environment of self-respect for one another, regardless of one's background, creed, race or tribe, belief, gender or sexuality. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the day, like, in order for, for this society to move forward, especially considering the history of Britain, which cannot be ignored as a crucial player, player in the historic colonialism of the world, yeah, their role today, more than ever, is going to be crucial because of their, you know, dependent economic state, if not because of their political outreach program, which was actually full-scale colonialism, there is a duty placed on Britain and Britain is actually engaging within its duty because of their own economic interests. But their own economic interests shall also fall should they ignore the plight of civil rights since it's really having a big toll on the people of Britain. First of all, the people who are people nationals now of these ex-colonial, of these ex-colonial colonized countries and the, the actual, like, the actual, the nationals that have been here historically for a longer period of time than those people that have come here due to this colonialism and diaspora and diaspora reasons that are feeling this intolerance being bred in them due to the media, I personally think, that is being presented and the narrative that's being presented in them and the opportunities for them to actually understand what's going on and why there's so many people coming in from other countries because Britain is going to so many other countries, which is why there's so many people coming to other countries. But 
I guess the people that aren't actually getting to enjoy the luxuries that higher society are enjoying within Britain of being present in so many other countries, they are the ones that are being begrudged and being used by hate to push on this false, this false agenda. Like, like racism is false, man, because the construct of race is false. Facts, the social construct, mad. So we're seeing all of this come, like how to 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 unearth as worms do when it rain when it rains in the mud. All the races are being unearthed, and they are rightly so being picked by these. They're being followed by these seagulls, and it yeah they've been living their head in the mud, and now that that their head's coming out the mud because the rain has fallen on them. Because everyone can, they're exposing themselves on social media, thinking that they that, that social media is some sort of, I don't know what it is about social media that people think they can just be racist freely. Yeah, I don't know why they can't. They can go and get caught. Like, like you, they're literally being on earth and being scobbled up by the seagulls, which is really themselves, because <laughs> they're the ones being foolish enough to be so hateful and let hate use them. Yeah, stupid. That's stupid. Yeah, it's bro. Yeah, bro. How many <laughs> players have been racially abused in the last week? That, like, yeah. the prince. Yeah. Like, how does it make like as a as a as a black British citizen? How does it make you feel <laughs> when you see that? A oh, to be fair, like you know, because it's like I right, cool. You know, not having the fans in the stadium. We haven't had an in-stadium incident in obviously over a year now, which is quite, been quite refreshing. Because I think every single year there's at least one incident of racism in the stadiums. Obviously, we've had the most famous incident of Raheem Sterling getting abused at the Chelsea at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. Um, I think in the Arsenal versus Tottenham game, uh, someone threw a banana down. I don't know who was that. I think it was that. I think it was at Aubameyang, I can't remember who, but someone got a banana thrown at them. You know, Barcelona versus someone. When Danny Alves got the banana thrown at him and he ate the banana. Um, and, you know, obviously, the, it's, it's funny because now, with all that happening, and then having, uh, you know, the incident of George Floyd's murder sparking this huge anti-blackness, um, uh, uh, anti-anti-blackness campaign, and and an anti-racism campaign around the world, you know. Now, you know, with 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 fans not being in the stadium, players are doing the whole taking a knee thing, and that which I'm really interested to see if they'll continue doing it when 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 stadiums are back to full capacity again. Um, but in regards to this particular what you're referring to with the race racist um, comments that I think Martial may have received, I think. Uh, Rashford, uh, I think Reece James at Chelsea received them, mm-hmm. and from my understanding, I think it's the players' supporters that are actually giving them these messages. So it's not like the other, you know, maybe a rival team. It's like, oh, you guys are shit, yeah. you monkeys, wow. and it's not right. So these men are thinking to themselves that like, right, well, my own supporters are giving me racial abuse because I had a bad game or something. It's mad, bro. It's a sickness. Mm-hmm. It's a sickness. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some of us are also arrested because of the racial abuse of a West Ham um, West Brom midfielder, Romain um, Sawyers. 
as well. It's mad. it's mad. Cause bro, the thing is, yeah, okay, there's a big now the big argument about oh, you know, social media uh, companies need to do better and make sure that no one can have social media unless they tie an ID card and stuff. I don't know where I stand on that yet. I will need to like I'm, I'm I really need to sit down and think about it. But at this stage, I'm not necessarily for it, but I do understand why. I don't understand why um, people are pushing for that. Because then you know people might people might be making burner accounts, and all we know, bro, these people can be MPs, doctors, teachers, uh, uh, nurses, uh, uh, police officers who are making these accounts and then abusing Rashford for missing the opener, or or abusing Rhys James for for getting a, pen, a, a for conceding a penalty or whatever. Because when 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 Harry Maguire plays shit, he's not getting any abuse. When, when, yeah, when he attacked Luke Shaw, exactly, <laughs> you know, rightly so, rightly so, because of his race, you know what I mean? Kind of getting abused, so it's 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 a madness, and obviously, of course, it affects the players. I think I just read something, you know, the legend Ian Wright even just like well, I think just settled a case or whatever. Okay, he put a case against someone who um, abused him on the online and also threatened to like kill him or something or kill his family or some shit like that. It's like, bro. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people, bro? Like, pandemic or no pandemic, fam, no one's that bored that you're going to start hurling abuse at someone for a, a sports game. Like, don't get me wrong. We know football is like a religion in this country. Yeah, cool. But to then specifically target the black players and then, you know, call them gorillas or monkeys, whatever you want to call them, because they might have had a bad game or something. It's like it's a sick bro, it's a sickness. That's all it is, it's a sickness, it? It's a sickness. The same sickness that that barrister had is the same sickness that these people who think it's cool to just start messaging people on, on their Instagram or tweeting people saying this and that. It's a madness, bro. And you know what it is? I don't think they even need to do this. This is sorry, go back, just go back a bit. This is the reason why I actually don't necessarily believe in tying the ID cards to or your ID to your social media account because I know your IP address can be tracked. So, exactly. <laughs> so, so you know, exactly. social media people just need to track. They just need to track um, IP addresses, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 um yeah, it's it's mad and it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, but, it's yeah, mad it's, and it's sad. <laughs> mad and sad, mad and sad. Internet trolls, man, they're literally exposing themselves. And I say, continue to expose yourself, you know, continue. Because they, they, need, some, they need some help, to be honest, you know. Like, there's, there's no, there's, in me, and I, and I, I, I would call to the listeners to, to, to feel similarly, do not respond with hate, with hate at all you know like that that is literally the poison that is literally like just so uh, so defeatist you know like these people need help they need rehabilitation they need reconstruction you know they need like some real spiritual reconstruction because it's it's just not going to prevail at all this hate at all and just like any darkness once the light is exposed it, it shall be expelled <laughs> you know what i mean so 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 like yeah man don't think your twitter handle pitch is going to save you because it's not you know not going to save you mm-hmm. and then no. 
you know, moving on even from a more public affair in terms of just everyday people being racist, it's mm. interesting to see what Sadiq Khan has managed to uncover and achieve in recent time, in the recent days, in the fact that he he has he has through a process of review called for the Metropolitan Police to remove a thousand uh, over like a thousand young black men's profiles from a, a police data watch watch kind of list database because those men have got no no threat of being violent or in gang related in any way so form or shape they're under surveillance simply because of some other form of metric which has now been deemed to be racially biased you know like it's so interesting that you know we're calling for this to change for these people on a on a you know individual level to change and people that are experts in terms of like through qualifications such as this lawyer and then people that are have access to social media to change but at this point we're uncovering that the actual institutions that are in place to protect civil society are also running on mechanisms to this day which are racially biased you know there can't be any there can't be any room for complacency it's always been the case pardon it's always been the case though yeah it's always been the case with these things you know and and that is what that is what is important the fact that it is a longer road than a one dating or a one second this is when like these gestures and these actions aren't ever really gonna be one day and we have to be able to strap ourselves in fully for this journey towards towards uh, the end goal of us of, of real civil society because like the complacency just can't be there like like t- 2021 yeah and now they're removing people that aren't that are being watched for no reason pretty much mm-hmm. and people are, that are big complaining about being watched are actually being watched uh, uh, like just through prejudice and through no proof yeah bro and there's probably a lot of man on that that was on that matrix that are good you know um law-abiding citizens minding their own business and they've just been in that matrix unbeknownst to them and you know they're probably thinking right that's the reason why i probably get stopped when i'm driving my nice car or, or when i'm out of my missus or out of my children or whatever but um yeah, but that that that's, that's been a huge that's been a huge huge problem for a very long time, and it's it's nice it's good to see that obviously something's been done that's now. Been There's tackled. a lot more to do, huh? That it's been tackled somewhat, but yeah, yeah, tackled, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more to do. Because I think there's a lot more to do with like even like Trident and all you know re yeah. re um reimagining what that could be, because even that's steeped in some real weird um racial undertones, uh. Well, never racial undertones, racial overtones, if we're being honest, <laughs> um, that don't really make any sense when you're looking at the country as a whole and the way crime is um, is committed in this country. Um, yeah, 
So it's it's just yeah, it's 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 all really interesting, bro. And it's yeah, it's obviously a positive, and yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So congratulations to those young black men that have now you know your your watch has is over. You've served your your un your unintended time of observation, illegal observation, and now if you are able to discover that you are on that platform, I beg you know, get some sort of retribution from... Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Like, are they going to know, though? Like, are, not, they, are they going to be told? I guess... I doubt it. I doubt you it. Check, you know, I guess... I it's doubt it. I reckon they're just going to let people know. Yeah. I doubt it. I, re- I reckon they're just going to delete their names and keep it moving. They're yeah. not going to tell no more on it. Nothing now. Nah, because that's just going to cause all other issues, bro. Because mm. you're going to find out there's probably young black barristers on it or young black doctors on it and stuff. Because obviously when they were 15, they got stopped to search a carnival or something like that. And they said, oh, yeah, let's put him on the gap. Bro, you're going to find out there's a whole lot of fuckeries on there. I doubt it. I highly, highly doubt it. Literally. That's me. I highly doubt it. No. Unless someone does an inquest into that. But that'll be very interesting to see. I'll be very interested to see whose names are on that or what kind of people are on that. And, and, and you know, if you are a barrister who's able to uncover and support these kind of causes, then please, there's a call to action. You know, there's a call to action to support these kind of solutions, I believe that once these solutions become more thorough, thick and fast and, uh, and appropriately responded with organisation and planning, as we know that it's going to keep occurring until, you know, we have, an, we have a more stable solution. These are the kind of actions that are going to need to be taken. These kind of counter-suing, this suing, these type of proactive measures in order to make sure that these things are prevented from happening again. Otherwise, if they're just simply deleted, well, who's to say someone else can't start a new list that would then need to be deleted? We need to stop these lists from being created in the first place and start dealing with the deeper issues within these institutions since the police truly is just an extension of today's government, you know, and they're going, they, they don't, they are pawns. They're always acting on the will. So no matter if it is translated in the wrong way, they are still under the eye of the government of the day. So we we do we we gotta work on those 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 levels of accountability. You know, I'm grateful that the news made us do this man. I'm very grateful man.